you remember the sensationalized terms? The Four Horsemen. Or the Four Horsemen plus One Horsewoman. The names given to the foremost speakers of the new atheism Many debates, both public to large crowds and private, were had over religious influence on broader society and the tenets on which those religions were based. What set this movement apart? And where are the atheists today? Philosophers. Philosophers. All right, we're back again. It's been a while since we talked about this. Uh, well, well we haven't ever talked about this, actually. True, I suppose. But it's been a while since we've hinted on religion, I think. Yeah. Too long. Perhaps. So we're going to talk a little bit about new atheism today. Yes. And potentially... Mm atheism in the modern world i suppose we'll see we'll see um how it goes so let's begin because I, I had to ask you when this started because i'm not an atheist aficionado necessarily i don't know that i am either you, you are to me uh, <laughs> so i'm not sure why but okay <laughs> um well what is new atheism okay new atheism which is uh, showing its age because it was a term coined in 2006. Um, I'll uh, I'll pull first a little bit from the uh, the Wikipedia header, and then I'll talk about more more specifically with the way that I hear it used. Um, so, uh, new atheism it says advocates the view that superstition, religion, and irrationalism should not simply be tolerated. Instead, they should be countered, criticized challenged by a rational argument especially when they exert undue influence such as in government education and politics mm -hmm. okay so the if you if you've seen any of these people talk then you'll have a general idea of the type of of view that this is um so the associated personalities with the new atheism movement were Richard Dawkins, Sam Harris, Christopher Hitchens, uh, Daniel Dennett, people like that. Victor Stenger. I don't actually know who that is. Hmm. And then, well, I'm just reading from the uh, Wikipedia article. It oh, also okay. says, to some extent, Ion Hersey Ali, which I can only ever hear in my head in, uh, in Sam Harris's Sam voice. Harris's because voice. that's <laughs> the only person who can't shut up about Ion uh, Hersey Ali. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Sure, you're fine um so yeah but that's that's the core idea is that yeah the the movement for atheists who start being more outspoken against religion and superstition um and like like so one one strong example of of the explicit calling out to be more vocal uh richard dawkins did a ted talk called like in something along the lines of in support of militant atheism. Mm -hmm. um, and, and of course, now that, that was a term that was then and still is used as a pejorative against this, this type of thinking that, but like the, the idea, the idea that was being countered with this movement was like the idea that people's beliefs should be respected. Um, and so new atheism was a movement to say, well, no, really, we we shouldn't just respect people's beliefs just because they're people's beliefs. We should care about the truth. And then, as the Wikipedia article points out, 
like especially on account of the fact that a lot of people who hold these beliefs exert influence over society and have power that is influenced by their beliefs and the and the more we tolerate those beliefs the more we are ruled by ideas that we think are ridiculous yeah and i think it's this is somewhat similar to what i feel like is a loose connection what i've heard those in modern conservative circles talk about uh, as well um there's this idea that if you just exist to be tolerated or to be tolerant and you don't actually act you're not active for anything you just take a stance to preserve something you're typically a lot less likely to get what you want as well and your ideas are be a lot less likely to spread um, right you're passive by definition exactly um and being passive it's hard to garner support passively um and also to try to achieve some goal passively it makes you a lot less of a target directly um you know i don't think that at least in the united states atheists weren't necessarily specifically targeted when they were just atheists no people tend not to gather around your door with their torches and pitchforks if you just keep your mouth shut right but that also raises the question do you want to live in existence where the only thing keeping you know torches and pitchforks from your door is your silence or would you rather live in a society that doesn't have torches and pitchforks in the first place right so no i I, uh, that's just something i've seen of late that's interesting as a correlation sure so what got me thinking about this topic a little bit um was I, I I've recently well and I'm sure this has been happening for longer than I have been noticing it. Um but in addition to the the classic uh pejorative terms militant atheism and fundamentalist atheism, new atheism as a name is now being used as a pejorative. And like the the is being used as a pejorative for a stereotype of a person. So there, we all know that person who has some sort of thing that they are interested in. And it started off as like a niche interest. And now it's like their whole personality. Um, yeah. This happens with lots of stuff. And so I, I see at least the context in which I am recalling it immediately. New atheist being used for that person who really latched on to Sam Harris and the like uh a few years ago and now that's just like their whole personality their whole personality is being an atheist and calling out you know in the united states usually christians right and they may or may not watch hitch slap videos compilations way too much i need to do that again anyway go. (laughs) but no i get what you're saying yeah it's 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 almost tactless um, I would say is what makes it uncouth is that we like we may hold the exact same ideas as this person who is appropriately maybe maligned as a new atheist. Mm-hmm. However, it's not in what you believe; it's how you go about it. Um, and even Christopher Hitchens, which is probably one of the most boisterous of the new atheism movement, you know, in his attacks as you might call them on you know christianity even 
you know, sure. there was a sense of, and, and again, this is all going to be somewhat biased, right? Um, for me anyway. Um, I felt as though he did not go into these things necessarily unprovoked. You know, he, I don't know. I've never seen a video or instance in which Christopher Hitchens goes into a church during Sunday service and begins. Right. Interrupts the service to say, by the way, you're all wrong because here, here, here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He, it was different. He challenges were issued certainly, but they were issued to be carried out at a different time and place with a venue, which was appropriate to do such. And everyone who agreed to be there knew what was going to happen. You can openly oppose something without harassing someone. I think that's yes. the thing that draws the line, you know. Um, and to be fair, this isn't necessarily something that's just relegated to new atheism, you know. I mean, people from all different political and religious beliefs groups, they, you know, I, I think a good counterexample would be, you know, the Westboro Baptist type. Mm -hmm. Most Christians don't like them because of the way they behave. Right. And it's it's that behavior that we disagree with. It's not the relief behind the behavior. It's the behavior itself that mm -hmm. we tend to disagree with. You know, you can stand up for yourself without attempting to trot on others. Right? Right. Um, now, the idea at the time, I think, was that it's hard to not seem as though you're trotting on someone when someone holds their belief so tightly to their bosom that it becomes their identity. You know, that was the thing that I think separated new atheism as well is that we can't just allow people, we can't respect the belief that says this belief is my identity and that becomes the shield because that gives the belief merit by mm -hmm. omission. So no, we have to, even though it's going to be painful and even though people are really not going to like it, challenge that idea and in a way challenge those people because they hold those ideas as themselves, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and if anything, if we can just get people to not feel so hurt because they separate the idea from themselves, we've won. Like that's the real goal, I think, um, initially anyway, is to get people to separate the ideas that they hold from who they are and their identity. Don't right. know how effective that was, but I think that would be the goal, you know. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I, it, it, it does kind of stink to see something take on a negative connotation due to the actions of others, and even somewhat rightfully so. Well, and I think, I think that this is at least my perception of it in the in the the times when I have seen it. I I still see it the same way that the other pejorative terms were used at the time that by by calling somebody out and saying oh well you're you're just a new atheist um that's just it's just yet another way to say i don't appreciate that you're speaking up about what you think uh you should just shut up right like why, why can't you just be a quiet atheist um and you know i i agree that no, yeah, you shouldn't be rude. Like it's rude. It would be rude to just walk into a church service and interrupt and say, you know, by the way, let me let me tell you the truth real quick. Like, no, yeah, <laughs> that's not the way. <laughs> right. Um. But at the same time, it's like, okay, but maybe I'm using an argument that I heard from Sam Harris because it's a, actually a good argument. Um. 
And if you're, and if you want to tell me to shut up because I used an argument that, you know, is a Sam Harris argument, um, then you are demonstrating that you're not open to reasoning about it. Right. Well, even that critique of saying you're a new atheist, it's right back to where I, like I was saying before we started, it's maligning someone and accusing them of being that belief that they hold, you know, it's synonymizing the two. Right. And it's trying to use that tool again to now refute atheism as opposed, even though that was what I think the whole point was in the first place to be called out. Right. Um, yeah, you're, you're shaming somebody. Okay. It's, Hmm. I don't think that beliefs should be held sacred. No. But I also I also understand that and, and it it comes from being being on the on the receiving end. You also shouldn't shame people just for believing something. I disagree. It depends why. Why they believe it or what the belief is. Why they believe it. See, I also disagree. Okay. I think that there are some beliefs that you should shame people for having and holding. And it depends on what the belief is. But a good example is death for apostasy as a belief. You should be shamed for having that belief. I don't care who you are. I don't care why you hold that belief. If especially after it's been explained to you what that means, if, if in the giving the benefit of the doubt and saying that you don't understand once that once you acknowledge that you fully understand what it means even if you don't necessarily commit acts based on those beliefs but you condone the actions of others because they hold that belief i think there's nothing wrong with shaming someone who believes such a thing you know any like for example anyone that believes in the death of another person just because of who they are or something that they choose to believe you know i think shame is a valuable tool for achieving that <clears throat> personally that's fair. That's a fair example. Um, but not just for having the belief, granted. I think that what the belief is can garner and perform on a gradient that shame that you mm -hmm. would deliver to someone. I don't think your default behavior to be should be to shame anyone just for any belief, necessarily. Um, that should come after... the. That's where you end up when I think you've abandoned all cause and reason to try to fight the belief itself, you know, um, because at the end of the day, beliefs are only half of their implementation. Yes. Beliefs exist, but what makes belief powerful is not the belief. It's the people that wield that belief. You know, mm -hmm. a belief believed by no one isn't a belief really anymore. Right. You know, but I get what you're saying. You, you, you shouldn't use that as your first line of defense. You shouldn't say, ah, this is a such and such believer. Shame them. We should shame them, you know, like, um, right. Like I, I remember I, I had been, I may, I may have talked about this on the, on the show before, maybe not in, in specifics, um, where I was, I was having a discussion about hypocrisy, I think, um, on an online forum. And, you know, I had, I had put forth the, the claim that you can believe that something is wrong while still partaking in that behavior yourself. Mm -hmm. And the response that I got was, you're a Christian, aren't you? Oof. And I was at the time. Um, and 
I don't think I don't think it's a healthy way to engage with ideas. No, it's not. I, I won't say that, you know, I'm not want to be seen as backpedaling necessarily, but I I don't think it's the healthy way to engage. No. But I do think that it needs to exist as a possibility. Because sometimes it's just the acknowledgement of that possibility is all it takes, which sounds like a threat. I understand that, but I would much rather deal a deal in shamings than in sure beheadings you know Mm -hmm. um okay that's fair does that do you think adequately sum up what the core principles of new atheism are i think so okay so what about modern atheism is it's hard i think to say what because we have the next major bullet point labeled as you know what the state of atheism is today um because atheism isn't necessarily a cohesive activist group right it's not a movement like that yeah that is why terms like new atheism exist because this was actually a political movement yes um but something slash still is kind of kind of yeah um but what's interesting about having a belief that isn't you know, like when someone tells me that I believe in no God. Right. That's kind of awkward to say. Um, right. The classic example used to characterize that is that I'm a non-stamp collector. I've never heard that before, actually. Oh, yeah. When, when yes. Yeah, that's that's the, perhaps ironically, or perhaps very expectedly, that's the, that, that often comes up and often came up in debates with the prominent New Atheist figures that, um, yeah, using atheist as a as a label to give people, you know, like why rather it was used as an explanation that because people would assert, oh, you're an atheist, so you believe there's no God. We'll prove it. <laughs> um, and it's like, well, okay, I'm an atheist. That is to say, I don't believe that there's a God in the same sense that I don't collect stamps, so I'm a non-stamp collector. Right. Okay. It's not to say that I believe that you shouldn't collect stamps. And just saying that I don't. <laughs> I just don't. Right. Um, um, and that, you know, and of course, now, the New Atheist Movement is about pointing out to people that, you know, well, not, not necessarily pointing out. That makes it seem like a matter of fact when, well, okay. <laughs> I'm going to be generous here. Fair enough. <laughs> um, that, you know, these points, there there are points here to be argued, but the, yeah, the point, of, the point of the movement is to, is to, challenge people about stuff like it's not that it i think the the non-stamp collector example is is about firmly establishing the burden of proof yeah that no me labeling myself an atheist does not mean making a claim that requires proof in the same way that you making a claim that a particular god exists demands proof right who is taking who to task here right that that i guess what's to be pointed out yeah but by the nature though of the of atheism not being a belief it's kind of hard it's like having a club for non-stamp collectors it doesn't make a lot of sense that right that that's another thing yeah people people will also use the non-stamp collector example to say well isn't that such a weird thing why do you need a name for this yeah and it's like well if you lived in a society of stamp collectors that would judge you for not collecting stamps, perhaps a word would emerge for not 
for a non-stamp collector, and it wouldn't seem so weird. Right. Well, and here's the thing. I, I think that we do have a word for this. And ironically, it's one that I think that's been given to us by the religious. So for a good example is when I, when I tell people, you know, that I'm an atheist, you know, lately, one of the things that I get pushed into saying like, oh, so you believe in science. Mm. Maybe I believe in the scientific method. Yes, I believe in the method because it, it works. But the method is a philosophy. Yes. And so why can't I say that that's what I believe in? You know, I, and, and, and I understand why we hesitate to do so, right? Because it's Well, not, yes, because what... Yeah, because when most people say science, they don't mean the scientific method. No. They mean, like, the body of scientific research. Mm-hmm. Or in perhaps in a either more ignorant or more disingenuous setting, scientists. Right. Yeah, the, the, the connotation of, oh, so you believe in science means, oh, so you're credulous to the scientists. Right. Um, that's not what we mean, but it's not like I'm trying to say that, yes, I am a scientist, which is weird to say because we, we have a, we label people that, that do science. Yes, people who actually perform scientific research are called scientists. Yeah. Right. I do not do scientific research, not formally anyway. No. I do experiments from time to time, but I'm not doing formal research. Right. But to say that you reach conclusions using the scientific method, you're just not, you're doing science, but you're not doing it professionally. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, in a way, yes, I do believe in, I believe in the scientific method to be very specific. I don't necessarily think that, you know, the scientists. And scientist, you do too, dear in, listener who may be criticizing us for, for saying this. Right. Um, not to say that I think that, yes, the scientists are the priests and the labs are the churches necessarily. No. But, but, and this is something I brought up before on the show, you do, you also believe in science because how are you listening to this show right now if not for the result of scientific, if not for the results yielded by the scientific method? Right. All of the technology that you're <laughs> using to enjoy or not enjoy listening to this right now <laughs> is based on science. It works. Yes. And so if you had to say that I believe in anything, and if we're talking about a system that we use or a philosophy that we use to determine truth, and if I have to pick one that I claim myself as a party to, it would be the scientific method. And by extension, all of the things that come downstream from that, which, yes, includes scientists and laboratories and science in general. And I, especially understanding what the scientific method means, would be way more willing to tout myself as one of those because it, in that system, in that philosophy, it has scrutiny in it. Yes. Self-scrutiny. And right. peer review. And, and the, intellectual honesty. And intellectual honesty built into it, yes. So if I had to go somewhere every Sunday for two hours... I would much rather go to a science lab and do science for two hours every every week. Jeez, can you imagine how much more productive things would be if 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 everyone who cared about science just did two hours of actual scientific research every week? Yeah, way, way more productive. Sure. So, I mean, sounds like we got a great idea for a religion. <laughs> you can make a religion out of this. But it wouldn't but, be. That's the whole point. But that's the whole point. Yes, yeah. is that yes that. 
the thing about science, and this is not an episode about science. We've done episodes about science. Go see our episode on pragmatism. Um, but you know, yeah, yeah. the The reason, the reason it's not the same to believe in the scientific method as it is to believe in a religion is that imagine everybody's memories are erased just inexplicably they're just gone science would come back Mm -hmm. so long as everyone's brain still works the same way people would rediscover science because science is discovered in this way yes but your favorite religion would be gone forever nobody would just come up with that again right you can't you can't look at nature and come up with Islam or Buddhism no. or Hinduism or Taoism or whatever. Right. Now, something similar might exist. And that's a, my other bone to pick between religions. And I understand that these religions did not all form at the same time. And they have greatly influenced each other. But I'm sure that ideas about... I'm sure ideas about questions that we have no answers to yet those would reemerge, but they wouldn't sure. take the same form they wouldn't they wouldn't have the same tautological answers to well the, clearly it was a divine being like they would take a much more abstract form and then new labels and names which you would be unhappy with would get assigned to these things much in the same way that while people who like well, Muslims and Christians still argue about ridiculous things about, well, actually it was this guy who, who did this or, well, God meant this when he said that, Mm -hmm. even though they're both, like if you were to overlay their beliefs, you know, one at a time, there's a huge amount of overlap between the two. You agree on way more things than you would agree with me over, but you hate them more than you hate me, you know, which is also ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And I think it was, you know, I think it was Richard Dawkins who spoke about it. Um, one of the dangers that he feared going into, and this is all based on my memory and subject to possibly being false. So take that with the grain of salt that I'm giving right now. But I distinctly, I think, remember, it may have been him or Christopher Hitchens, I don't remember, but one of them was talking about one of, his, one of their fears with new atheism is that it would unite religions mm. initially. And it would make things about religion versus the religious versus the non-religious, in which case the non-religious are sorely outnumbered. Right. Um, like if Christians and Muslims and Jews and you all go, start getting along because of this new atheism thing. It is one of the most self-defeating things in a way because. Right. Unite and be crushed. <clears throat> exactly. Especially since it is very, very unlikely that they would remain united uh afterwards right um however you might see the world be a lot more peaceful for a brief period of time because they've been united in common cause against a common enemy so you know that was one of the things that they were tossing around in their heads when they decided to do this and it's one of the reasons why they pursued kind of one religion at a time sort of sort of there were two religions well, and, that really and, were taken to task over that, this it is interesting that there was sort of a cross-religion um, opposition to new atheism. Mm-hmm. But people of different religions didn't form a coalition to do it. No. They just independently, they, they converged on the same things. And so it, even though I know exactly, I, like, it is clear to me cognitively why this happens. 
but it is still oddly surreal to me when I see a video that makes the same arguments that I've heard for my entire life from Christians being made by a Muslim. Yeah. It's like, but that's the same thing. Oh yeah. It's all the same. Yeah. That's it right. is. <laughs> it is all the same. When you really take it down to its core elements, they're just different flavors of the same thing. And this is coming from, I mean, I grew up a Christian and before I was arguing against Christianity as a whole, I distinctly remember having Christian friends who were of different sects of Christianity and I arguing about different interpretations. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, one saved, always saved, or is it saved through works? Yeah. Right. Like that's a debate that's been going on hundreds of years. And will continue to go on so long as Christianity exists. So long as more than one sect of Christianity exists. Right. So, but at the end of the day, they all have to accept the same preconditions. Yeah. And I haven't done the work to prove this or anything, but it's my gut feeling that any good religion that's survived as a meme this long has to have built-in self-protections that allow it to, when the going gets tough, be weirdly cohesive with its other mm -hmm. sister memes um because that's really what happens when it gets peeled back and, yeah. and new atheism didn't go after nuances like that we didn't you know the new atheist movement didn't go after the sacraments it didn't go after tithing specifically like, no it goes after the root it goes after the root is there a god is Was jesus the son of god right well not, not even necessarily that even that's even still kind of that's a big one, but that's still something that's not even core to what it is. It's sure. the first thing. It's is there a God at all? Sure. And when you well, yeah, yeah, Jesus comes up because it's like, well, well, Jesus did this and this. Did he really though? Yeah. Right. But but if you peel it all the way back to is there a God or not? Don't get me wrong. There's a handful of religions that say doesn't matter. Um, but we're not talking to you. Uh, it's mm -hmm. it's the big three that seem to dominate the globe that all agree on that much at least. And when you're arguing there, they all have the same reasons as to why there is one. And then they argue endlessly about what that one God meant or said at one point, according to a guy thousands of years ago who didn't even write it down. But then it was passed in an oral tradition for a thousand years until someone finally had the gall to write it on a piece of stone in a language that no one speaks anymore. You know, like, right. Um, but yeah, no, you'll, you'll see them. You know, it, it, I, I distinctly remember times going into a online discussion forum because Muslims are in short supply where I live. Um, so it's kind of hard to come across one, you know, organically. Uh, but online, you can find them everywhere, you know, just like anyone else of any other religion. Sure. And all you have to do is insult their religion and they'll... They'll show themselves. They, yeah, they manifest themselves. It's just weird. Um, I don't know if it's that weird, but... It's not, but it's it's funny. <laughs> um you know, it's it's almost like that religious saying, you know, you speak of the devil and he showed up here. Um, yeah, sure. It's like, yeah, but this, uh, yeah, but this Muhammad guy, there they are. And it's like, okay, cool. We can have the discussion now. Um, but I distinctly remember stumbling upon a discussion between a Muslim and a Christian about Jesus's role in everything. Because Muslims acknowledge that Jesus existed or they at least believe that he existed. Most of them do. He just wasn't who he said he was. Or, you know, the Christians have the wrong idea about him. You know, it's actually Muhammad's the guy you really want, you know. So they're arguing about that. And I walk in and I said, yeah, but what if none of that? And it's amazing how fast those two can agree on something when I show up, you mm -hmm. know. And it's like, oh, well, hmm. 
you know, it's just interesting, but that's what new atheism did. It poked the bear on that question. And, um, that being said, back to, I guess the original point I was trying to make is that, yeah, if it was, if it was about religion versus non-religion, religion has a very good chance of winning right now. Like if all the religions agreed that, you know what, we're going to become tolerant of everyone who believes something, but we're going to start handing out death sentences for everyone who doesn't believe in anything. It'd be real easy to just stop being an atheist all of a sudden, even, you know, for survival's well, sake. In name anyway. In name yeah. anyway, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I get that being an apprehension, you know, but fortunately it seems that religions can't help but argue with each other just as much as they try to argue with us, you know, but they at least have the distinct advantage of fellowship. Yes. It's weird to think about an atheist fellowship. Yeah. Cause Unless you're the kind of because person... Because we're uniting about not being stamp collectors, essentially. Right. And which it, is nothing that you can really unite over. Exactly. Well, or you can... Like, we can... Yeah, we can... Okay, and again, the reason why the word atheist even exists and a word for non-stamp collector doesn't, or non-golf player, or whatever, um, is because of the persecution. Yeah. There's, there's a name... There, the, the name is either adopted by atheists so that they can identify each other and and protect themselves from their persecutors or invented by the persecutors to persecute them which to be fair the word apostate existed long before the word atheist did yes atheists are just a specific kind of apostate really yes um <clears throat> so but yeah so Yes, atheists can unite in this way to be with each other and and stand by each other when arguing against ideas with which they disagree. But if you took away the conflict, atheists have nothing in common with one another. No more really. so than anyone else. Yeah. Um, like, because you know, okay, okay like you ha you gave your example earlier. Like you said, you you called yourself an atheist, and they said, "Oh, well, you believe in science." Not all atheists do true there are people who are atheists for bad reasons yep. um <laughs> like anything else um there are atheists who still believe in all in supernatural things there are more yeah. supernatural beliefs than gods yeah. the only thing that atheism says anything about is gods you can believe in leprechauns and be an atheist <laughs> um yeah <laughs> i don't know i'm more of an a leprechaunist personally <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of on the fence about it, but <laughs> I'm a I'm leprechaun agnostic, really. Yeah, uh, I'm really uh, I'm hit by my Irish heritage doxed. Um, but <laughs> if you weren't such a heathen, it wouldn't be such a problem. <laughs> um, and I think that's kind of also. I mean, we we have progressive versus conservative atheism, which it's hilarious to me that those two things exist. Really, um, yes, that's a very strange thing. Um, but. They do. Um, it saddens me to a great degree to see people that would fight the good fight against a religion, throw it away for something that's quickly becoming a religion, I think. Um, mm -hmm. So one other thing that I often get maligned as when I say that I'm an atheist is, you know, especially where I live or where we live and um, having the family members that I do, 
there's always the communist question that comes about because uh, yes there's that delightful the godless commie the godless commie yes and not only that but i mean statistically speaking it's somewhat true when you look at the yeah that stereotype does exist for a reason yeah um i had it pulled up a moment ago there's a map of the world and it shows countries uh, with it shows by country the percentage of the population openly admitting uh, how does it say this i don't believe there is any sort of spirit god or life force mm-hmm. uh, i think was the uh criteria or the no it's the percentage oh, of unaffiliated uh, yeah and so this, this is mapped by country yeah uh, and there, you can see that all the communist ones yes. are very high on that index yes over 50 percent in china although to be fair if you experienced communism firsthand you would also lose faith that there is any good in the universe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, it, but it does sadden me to see that that's where atheism seems to be the most outspoken and strong these days is people that also, is it really outspoken in those places though? No. Is that just kind of like, cause also if you're in a place where more than half the people are atheists, it's not something you really feel the need to speak up about. No, it's not in those places. I mean in the places where those who hold those beliefs are the minority. So communists mm. in America right. are also happen to where you will find most the most outspoken atheists in America, right. it seems. Um which saddens me because I don't I don't agree I agree with one but not the other, you know. Right. Um but the sti- I can't help but But, but well, yeah, I mean that just goes to show though, like yeah. If all you know about somebody is that they are an atheist, you can make no further assumptions about them because they may disagree on anything else that humans may disagree on. Right. Um, Well, and also, I can't help but feel as though people will refer... Let me post to what I'm trying to say, I guess. Those who have an issue with the Christian influence in the United States government... And this has happened of late a few times... Um, good examples being Supreme Court appointments where your religious belief does very much so heavily matter because your religious belief will influence how you interpret things. Mm -hmm. When your whole job is interpreting a document, that's kind of important. Yes. Um, So, but I hate to see atheism only brought up when it's convenient to something else. Um, a good example being, you know, pro-life versus pro-choice in the United States. Christian, on the topic of abortion. On the topic of in, abortion. In, in case this is listened to in the future when those terms are not so widely used, maybe. Which would be a great future to be in, by the way. Um, yeah. Uh, those who tend to have the pro-choice or anti-abortion stance. Uh, Pro-choice is anti-abortion. No, sorry. Pro, pro-life pro is anti-abortion. Sorry. There we go. Those with the pro-life stance who are anti-abortion. That's why I clarified. Thank you. <laughs> um, almost o- overwhelmingly are supported by Christians. You, I'm not going to say that there aren't any atheists, but there just happen to be fewer <laughs> um, in that camp. Yes. And so because of that, those who would argue against pro-life the pro-life position or those of who hold the pro-choice position or the pro-abortion position 
I don't necessarily I, I don't want to nitpick on this because that's not what this episode is about, but so, I don't like conflating pro-choice with pro-abortion because I know lots of people, perhaps myself included, who think that people should be free to get an abortion, but don't encourage doing so. I, and pro-abortion sounds like encouraging abortion. Fair enough. Pro-right to abort, yeah. I should say. Yes. Um, which I, I do fall in that camp as well. Yeah. Um, because the arguments given by the pro-life side come a lot of the time from their religion the only way to really combat that idea is to combat it with atheism or to combat it with atheistic ideas yes and but it also but it seems as though people will only adopt those ideas or study into those ideas only to counter christianity in that one instance Mm -hmm. but they'll quickly pick up belief in some type of spirit or life force energy whatever woo woo as soon as they're done having that discussion right and and don't get me wrong i'm not trying to be an atheist purist here where it's like oh well, if you if you're going to be an atheist sometimes you better be an atheist all the time but what i am saying is that you know it, to me it seems a tidbit disingenuous to use arguments when it's not your particular religion and then not apply them to your particular belief system that's a bit disingenuous to me yeah that's just how brains work yeah um check your cognitive dissonance at the door please um but that's kind of the progressive atheist i think is the way i see it is those who believe in a who don't believe in atheism but they they will uphold an atheist stance as an afterthought to achieving some other goal Mm. whereas the conservative atheist i think kind of wants to go back or has no issue or wants to kind of go back to the way things were before new atheism where i'm an atheist it's my business i don't really care anywhere else it's fine you know which to be fair i'm not saying that you if you are an atheist who wants to just keep to yourself you should have yeah, to you're be... not obligated to speak no you're not uh, at all but that kind of also but I also do think that there's some valid points in the new atheism movement where it's, I think, yes, I would, yes, you are not obligated to speak about your position about whether a God exists, but it is in your best interest to do so. I think, yes, I would attempt to convince you to, to speak out more about it or to not be ashamed of it and not to, you know, I think we've all been, don't go around irritating people. Nobody likes that. And you're, and you're not going to do yourself favors by doing that. But if you just shut up and let people step on you because you're afraid to talk about it, you're only holding yourself back. Yes. A good example is I, I've been getting closer to some of the people I've worked with. I've recently took a new job a couple of months ago. So I'm getting to know these people. Being myself, that's not very difficult. <laughs> but one of the people that I've been sp- speaking to quite frequently, um, we're, we're, we've gotten close enough to where, you know, we were kind of having an off-topic discussion while working on something. And he made a comment about, you know, he, he said, well, Joe, you know, people like you and me, you know, we know where our future destiny lies. And I was like, oh, do we? And he's like, well, yeah. what does that mean? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, you know, it's like, well, you know, we, we have, you know, we're, we're good guys that are going to go behind, you know, we'll get behind, but you know what the Bible says about people inheriting the earth. And mm. I was like, oh, like it never occurred to me before that this person was religious. It never took that tone. But as soon as it did, I was being locked in as, cause he assumed safely to him that, well, yeah, of course, Joe's a Christian. He's a good guy. You know, he, you know, because good people are Christians and smart right. people are Christians and hardworking people are Christians. And it was hard for me because how do you bridge that gap and say, well, actually, you know, I'm, I kind of don't believe any of that. You know, I mean, I, I don't want because it's always done with a compliment as well. Like he was complimenting me on my work ethic. Right. 
and it's, you're a good Christian boy with a strong work ethic. Yeah, yeah. and I didn't want to <laughs> deny it because I am a hardworking person. But at the same time, it's not because I'm Christian and you, you don't want to be rude. But you also... But, that's, that's but you what, don't want to let someone say untruths about you either. Right. <laughs> and that's the difference, I would say. A conservative atheist might just go, mm-hmm, yep, and move along. Like, don't confirm or deny, just... Let them have said that and says, well, I appreciate the compliment, you know, which isn't confirmed or denying anything they said, but it's, it, it is though. Like if you let someone say, the assumption I think is that if someone says something about you and you don't deny it, it's true. Yes. Which is unfortunate because people can say a lot of things about you and it sucks to have, to feel as though you have the burden on you to deny them. But, you know, like say for someone, someone, everyone believed a lie about you. You know, it would get very tiresome to continuously deny it. But if you don't, people will take that as truth. And so, yeah, it was hard to have that conversation about, Mm -hmm. you know, and also you don't want to like lose trust with people, which is unfortunate to know that if, you know, there there is a chance that I may have like negatively impacted my future Mm -hmm. because I know this person sees me a different way. Yeah. But that's what it takes sometimes to be honest. Yeah. You know, um, but that I think that a whole interaction kind of sums up, I think, where atheism is today. It's still, you're still the odd person out. At least in our area. At least in our area. And not only that, but it's strange to people when you are and they think that you're confused. You know, there's there's this weird attitude people tend to take towards you when you're an atheist. They, And I understand it, having been a Christian, they feel sorry for you. Mm-hmm. It, it's annoying and I don't want your pity, but that's how they feel. You know, and having religious family members you know like i distinctly remember having conversations with loved ones about my beliefs and it it was hard for them to hear because i know what that means for them i know what the implications are to them like i'm I'm damned to hell essentially right in their minds and they hate that because they think they believe that it's suffering endlessly for eternity right but they care about you so they don't want that for you yeah and it's hard yeah it's hard but at the same time if I cave and fake it, I'm not doing anyone a favor. That's not what they want. No. You know? Well, yeah. Because then you end up with a problem. Okay, well, what if other people in your family are also faking it? Now we're all faking it and we're reinforcing the fakery by faking it. And why are we living a... Yeah. Yeah. Now a whole bunch of people around you that you care about are all living a lie together and not even knowing it. It's hard. Yeah. Why would you do that to yourself? And you could just be honest. Exactly. You know? But uh, let me let me check the list of things before I move on to the next my next point. I guess. Do you have anything else to say about the state of atheism today? I suppose about I can think of like progressive atheists versus conservative atheists, but I don't mean those terms in the political alignments. I mean like subgroups within atheism mm-hmm. that I loosely cobbled together with my own terminology. Sure. Yeah, I'd say that those those are probably the the two subgroups of atheism that are most worth talking about for the state of atheism today that yeah there there's people who will use it as you know sort of a not not a prerequisite for their political beliefs but as as a a thing a thing to bring up about political beliefs that they oppose and then yes the the conservative atheist who you know is kind of timid about actually speaking up and that leads us, I think, finally into, like, what, what can be done? 
what should be done because it seems as though new atheism while it's still there are new atheists that still fight the good fight in that way that movement's slowly dying away with its leadership i think in in popularity yes many yes well yeah many many of the the classic champions of the movement i i don't necessarily want to use champions to mean that i think that they're heroes um in some ways i think some of them are some of them could be considered considered such but uh yeah, they they have fallen victim to cancel culture sometimes for other things that are completely unrelated to this, um, and so that that has kind of uh, uh, brought the movement down. I think another big thing that's happened, like let's let's take somebody who is a very influential figure. I think for a lot of new atheists, um, Matt Dillahunty, okay. uh, well known as longtime host of the Atheist Experience, which is a TV program put on by the Atheist Community of Austin, Texas. Um, I think a lot of people, myself included, who once really appreciated, uh, what he put out on that program, uh, now kind of resent him because he, he has started leaning a certain direction politically and bringing that into the show. So... The show, he's allowed the show to become less about, like, okay, the, the original purpose of the atheist experience was to allow religious people to call into the show talk to and, an and talk to an atheist and get and get the atheist experience, if you can believe it, an appropriate title. Um, you know, ask some atheists why they think what they think or what, you know, whatever. Or for atheists to call in and get opinions about you know, maybe stuff that they're going through with their family and things like that that are related to that. Yeah, support. Yes. Um, but he has allowed it to kind of slip and become a political show. I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't call it a political show. Like, I wouldn't, I don't think that people tune into that show for political commentary because that's not really what you're going to get there still. Um, but it does, like, a lot of the calls end up taking weirdly political tangents now. Um and so then, then there's this connotation that, okay, well, here's this prominent new atheist figure that people listen to a lot. And he's, and he's talking about, you know, this, this type of politics. Is that what the movement is turning into? Um, right. So, and that, that's something that has me sort of distancing myself from it as well. Um, that I, I appreciate that Matt is an intellectually honest person. Um, yeah I, yeah I don't even even you know despite how I think the the quality of the show has degraded I don't think he's being dishonest um sure. so I still appreciate him as a person doing what he's doing but I don't know it feels weird yeah it feels like it we've we've lost track right well and and I think that's the issue with the new atheism in general you can't help but talk about new atheism and talk about its leadership yeah when there is no tenets to follow, when there is no social organizational structures beneath it, right? All you have are the leadership to tie it together, you know. And like we said before, being an atheist does not preclude you to any other specific belief. It just excludes you from other beliefs, very specific ones, actually. Political beliefs, notwithstanding, you know they. You can be, you can believe whatever you want regarding politics, but you know strictly politics, and you're and you can be an atheist and believe any of them. Um, 
And I think that's the problem is, I don't know if it's a problem, but well, it's not a problem, but it is, it does make things difficult when you try to achieve something, mm-hmm. you know, I hate the term, but it's hard to have an activist for something without some structure to support it. Mm-hmm. And while Matt has no responsibility to the atheist community, necessarily, strictly speaking, laid upon him, like we, I don't hold him responsible and he should be totally able to espouse his political beliefs. Sure. Yeah. He can say whatever he wants. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. Right. And I could even see having an argument about change the name of the show if you don't think that if it's not about atheism anymore, don't make it about that anymore. You know, make it about something else. Call it the Matt Dillahunty show if it's if that's well. What you yes, want to and be. he has been doing other shows now too, which is good. Which is good, you know. But for the rest of us, you know, what can we do? You know, and for me, and this will differ by area, I think. Um, I don't think that trying to make atheism into our religion is effective i've heard that you know some people have talked about that and i've even entertained the idea you know to establish set meeting places very very much so structured after a church where atheists can go and congregate yes fellowship is good fellowship is good but even that word is tainted yes a little bit a little bit i mean we had some hope with fellowship of the ring but (laughs) (laughs) um but no that word only really gets used in certain ways um Um, at least where we live you know sure um yeah i think well Mm. go ahead but i don't think but i do think that this community can stand does stand to be able to support each other especially in the areas that we felt it was necessary to begin a new atheism movement over yes as persecution i think the problem with letting with letting politics Sneak in. I, I guess okay. The thing that bothers, the thing that troubles me about politics kind of slipping into the atheist experience a little bit is actually not about politics slipping into the atheist experience. It's about politics slipping into the ACA who runs it. Mm-hmm. And so then there are other people, like uh, oh goodness, I'm gonna forget. I'm gonna forget this guy's name. His YouTube channel's name is Rationality Rules. I know what you're talking about, but I can't think. I of forgot his name. his name. There's a Steve in there somewhere um he's rationality rules now um <laughs> yeah uh, i could look it up real quick while you're go on with sure. your point um where I, I i don't know i don't know whether amends have since been made but he sort of got ejected from the aca now he, he's not from austin or even the united states so he's you know he, he could never be an active member of the aca proper but he i, I believe he did participate in the in the online community and such but he was sort of ousted from there um and not welcome back to any aca event because of some unrelated political things that he said that they disagreed with um and that kind of thing happening can splinter what originally was supposed to be a support group but like now like what if i agree with rationality rules about that thing. And I want to go seek support because my family is treating me badly. Not that my family is actually treating me badly. I don't want to put that, that sort of message out there, but, um, you know, maybe I'm going through some, some trouble and I want to, I want to get some help with the ACA, but they find out that I don't politically align with them. And so I get rejected for that. Like, I think that, I think that only does harm. 
Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I wanted to go along with as well and say that I do think that separating the two by their purpose would make more sense. I think that especially where you and I live where religious persecution, and by that I mean persecution by religious people um, towards those who may hold an atheist belief, we definitely need to be able to support those who experience that. Mm-hmm. Um and we can do that while also, and, and not only that, but also we need to have a place where regardless of our political alignments that, you know, and it'll be hard to uphold that boundary from time to time, but, you know, we can advocate against policies, especially in things like schools, you know, where prayer, that is kind of one of the biggest areas that was targeted by um, conservatives initially was the right to prayer in schools. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. That This often gets falsely mischaracterized as they want to take away the right for people to pray in schools. That's never what it was about. It was forced prayer. Like, prayer should not be recognized as something that the school district does and encourages its students to do. If your student wants to pray before they eat their meal, let them. No one ever said they can't do that. But don't yeah. reserve time out of the day for the intent, the, the express purpose of school is education. Don't take away time that would be used to be educating to allow for, you know, organized prayer right. in that way. Yes. Because it goes against the spirit of the First Amendment. Exactly. It, it, but it's even, and, and we need groups like this because it's, we've even seen it be, like, I've even seen it be discussed more that they would be more open to having 30 minutes of prayer a day for all religions. And this is one of those where it's religion versus the a-religious. Yeah. You know. Well, of course, this is why organizations like the Satanic Temple exist. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, the Satanic Temple is not a religious organization. No. Um, <laughs> Contrary to popular they, belief. They chose that name specifically to get under the skin of highly religious people who don't understand what they're doing. For, yeah, when a school says, we're going to do... Like an after uh, an official, yeah, this is not like a student group who wants to do this, like an official school-sanctioned after-school Bible study thing. The Satanic Temple will show up and say, yes, the Satanic Temple would like to have an after-school activity as well. And boy, the torches and pitchforks come out. Um, yeah. But that's the point. They want to, like, this, hey, you, religious folks who are trying to do this in schools, this is how you look to everybody else. Right. Um, and we need things like that. Um we need support for young atheists who may not necessarily have the autonomy to make decisions for themselves and have, but want to resist the religious draw in their life, you know, um, not to try to overrule the right that parents have to raise their children certain ways, but to offer an alternative that if they choose to seek, they, they can find it. Um, and also, but when it comes to the to things broader politically, I do not think that we can attempt to unite atheists because you can't unite around not collecting stamps. Right. So, but what I can, but I do think we can do, and this is not something that is unique to atheists, but I do think it's something that atheists could benefit from more so than other people going back to what I'd said earlier is we need to find a way 
to, I think, promote the idea of the scientific method and rationality and pragmatism, not as a religion, but that's those are ideas that you can hold, that you can rally around. Um, because they aren't not stamp collecting. Yes. They are things. That's Yes, that is a much better thing to, to ally around. Yeah, pragmatism, the scientific method. Yes, and I think there's enough overlap between that and the atheist community, or at least the atheist community that would care and that right. I would tend to more, more agree with about things where we can begin to see similar effects. A good example being, you know, the way things are done in school, education is the whole point. Well, there's a scientific method about ways you can educate people that you can disregard things like prayer. And you don't have to argue about it from the perspective of prayer bad. You can argue about it from more of the perspective, like prayer bad because it's prayer and God not real. You can force the arguments into areas where we can actually have beneficial discussions about the true, like about seeking truth right. in the world. Atheism has nothing to do about finding truth. No. It's just a particular stance on one question. Right. So I think that atheism and the new atheist movement as a whole was a good start. It's it's a, It was a good way to make sure that, you know, religious persecution can't continue or, or make it difficult for it to continue or to crop up more. But as... It was more or less... But it's not enough. It's, 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 no, it's not It's not enough to just make it about God. Yeah, that's the point. That's the problem. That was the problem with the New Atheist Movement. I can see it now. That, yeah, they they picked the wrong target. Yes. Um, it They shouldn't have been so specific as to... Well, I don't know that anyone actually formally said these things, but no. they shouldn't have, have been so specific as to, as to target religion. But it's just that religion... And other superstitious type things are the biggest offenders when it comes to rejecting reason and science. Right. And. But really, that's what it's about. It's about truth. That's what it's about. And. It, and like I said, it and, was. And yeah, the, the whole the whole thing was, yeah, people are tired of being ruled by people who are not really interested in the truth. And I think that now is a good time for it. I mean, we are in a time, and, and again, I know that we try to make these to be as timeless as possible. So if you're listening to this in the future, twenty, the early 2020s are a time, or were a time, if you're listening to this, of great distrust in institutions. And in what that really boils down to is people have a very hard time agreeing on truth, mm-hmm. you know? And I think there is a new challenger approaching that has nothing to do with religion that will soon make old attempts that we would have made during the new atheism movement irrelevant because they don't have a God necessarily, but it's still unreasonable. Mm -hmm. And I mean that there's no reason to it. So I think fighting the fight over truth, reason, rationality, and pragmatism is the better fight to fight. Um, and how we do that, I don't know. What that looks like, I'm not 100% sure. Because while those are things we can all agree on, they don't come with prescriptions for how you should congregate necessarily or anything like that The religions come baked with. Um, but I do think that 
there's a space for it. And it's a space that can kind of benefit from the fact that people from all different types of political leanings, religious beliefs, you know, I mean, you can find Christian scientists. They, they exist. Yeah. Um, you can find all kinds of things out there. But emphasizing the science part of it over the religion, if we can convince... If we can make the case that science is more important and should be the standard for how we engage with problems that face the, ourselves, you know, on a societal level, the facts come first. The facts have to come first. You can believe in God in all the areas that we don't have the facts yeah, for. Yeah, if you want to fill in the blanks with God, I don't think that's a great idea. No. But that's a lot better than asserting god first and rejecting the facts and pursuing science to justify your beliefs which is the which is not, not science the by the way it's not you know um yeah. but that also I think, yeah i think a i think an apt an apt thing that that may resonate with with some people like you know it is it is an uncomfortable thing if you are religious especially christian since i'm most familiar with that sure um to consider the possibility of not putting god first because that's the whole thing in christianity sure um but pursuing the truth is a courageous thing you need courage to do it um and so you know let let that let that be the thing that that you that weighs on you most are you are you courageous enough to pursue the truth, even if it's uncomfortable for you? Right. And not only that, but I can understand people having hangups about this as well from any religious perspective. But I think that we can all agree that going after each other's personal beliefs is a waste of time. On the personal level where these things tend to break out. You know, the new atheists that we would use as the pejorative, that's all they care about. They're the opposite of what we want to do. I'm not out here to go after your belief. If your belief's in the way, then sure, it might be taken to task. But that's not the intent, that's not the the central goal, you know. And I think that, and, the, and more importantly, this is something that's going to, that it will be applied fairly as well. You know, I don't care, you know, if, if your religion says nothing about, you know, a certain aspect of truth we're trying to chase then sure you won't get caught this time and we'll move beyond it but anyone who holds any belief might be called up to question that belief in that moment even me even you um being atheists but i think that we can all agree that taking this approach where it's not about who you are and we don't have to necessarily segregate each other based on we don't have to segregate each other on what we do or don't believe necessarily on as far as belief systems, but putting something above the rest that we use to just for the sake and purpose of determining truth. Cause I don't think this, I don't think societies can hold together if it, I think this is something that most people would agree with is that, you know, most people have probably had a conversation with someone who they can't even begin to really argue about anything with because you, you don't see the world the same way or you don't even really see the 
if you were to be interviewed separately, you wouldn't exist in the same place, but you do. That's a problem. And do you really want to take the coin flip chance of it being their belief that consumes you or your belief that consumes them? Or would you rather just address the problems of let's, let's just acknowledge the facts of the situation together, you know, and work cooperatively. Like, you know, because it, it worries me, you know, I, I have a lot of worries as, you know, a potential father thinking about looking at having kids going to a school into a world that and being educated in a way that I don't understand, you know, and, and talking to people that I don't think like they either know something I don't know, or they don't know something I don't know. And we can't even begin to figure out who, which is the truth, mm-hmm. you know, in, and we have big problems to solve. That's the other thing is it, it'd be one thing if we were sitting in the ivory tower and with no, no worries, you know, we could argue semantically all day, but I see way too many people arguing semantically, but not, but they, they waste so much time arguing over what words to use, what definitions mean, what words mean, what does it matter if, you know, what, what does it matter at the end of the day, if nothing changes, you know, it, you know, we can all wake up and acknowledge that we can at least all agree that there are problems, right? Like that's something we can all agree on. And while we might disagree on the severity of the problems or what which problems are and aren't problems, we can all at least also agree that we should be trying to solve problems, right? You know? That's what defines them as problems. That's yeah. what defines them as problems. So it's it's going to take a lot to maybe set aside, you know, our individual biases towards how we feel about certain things, but we need to just, we need to be able to get together and have that conversation, you know, and, and, and I believe that it's possible, you know, I definitely do. And it's easier to start local, you know, people in a community are way more likely to agree on problems than those, you know, across, you know, geographically large distances, but I don't know. I, I think that's what we need to do. We need to find something to fight for together as opposed to fighting against each other over things that like me as an atheist, you know, the new atheism movement only really cared about religious persecution of atheists, you know? Yeah. T- to be honest, you know, we, we didn't argue as much about how Christians were persecuted by Muslims or Muslims persecuting Christians. We cared about those things, but that wasn't the thing that we, but we didn't care as much about them as we cared about persecution of the apostates and the atheists, because at least those groups had someone to back them up, you know? Yeah. Um, but if we can keep going down the road of having to fight for our own corner, we just add one more team to the roster of the combatant teams, which is not what we need. We don't need more teams, you know, we don't, we don't need more teams. We, we need more action because the more teams there are, that's the more people you have to fight against in different ways. And yeah, you know, and, and I'm guilty of that. You know, I, I've, I have more than once had to pull out a playbook, you know, actually compilate a playbook on, oh, well, how do I debate about religion with a Christian? Well, here are the things that Christians believe, and here's the arguments I would use for these things. Oh, this person's not a Christian or Muslim. Get the Muslim playbook out. It's like, look at all this effort and time and energy that was putting into, like, trying to argue per- points about the religion. Why am I going to them for this? Especially if they're not trying to push it on me. Like, wh- why do I go to them with that? You know what I mean? Like, is it really helping anybody, <laughs> you know, do, really in the end? I mean, maybe, maybe, but is that, is that the most important thing right now? <laughs> you know, and, and I know that's up to I each. Know. And, Depends on where you are. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, but 
I'm, I'm arguing for my stance. I'm probably I mean, it sure matters that. a lot of people who are being thrown off of buildings or having acid thrown in their face. True, but I don't see how the complacency of people in my part of the world contributes to that. Right. I mean, yeah, not stopping it is a problem, but that's also a call to action. Can we, I would be much more likely to, I would, I think it'd be much more easy to achieve, you know, let's get the coalition of, hey, throwing people off of buildings is bad together and let's go stop the people being thrown off buildings problem. I know that that's not addressing the core issue. I understand that. And that's what we try to do is address the core issues. But sometimes you have to stop the bleeding before you can get to the, you know, you have to stop the bleeding on your way to the hospital. You know what I mean? Right. And I feel like, you know, there's way too many bloody people around to worry about finding a cure for, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It, I'm sure there's more to be said about it. I, I, I don't have a good prescription right now for, for, for that, but I, I do think that's something we should think about. And if it's, if, it, if not you and me, maybe someone, you know, I'm not, I don't want to sit here and put it on you, dear listener to, to say that it's your job to get out there and find a way for us to solve these problems. But it is, but it's not just your problem. It's everyone's problem. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and I, I would lay that at your feet, um, humbly, I guess. So that we all are kind of, we, we all live here. We, we all exist in the same, well, at least on the same planet for now, you mm-hmm. know? So maybe we, maybe we can all figure something out to work together. I just, I don't know. I'm done fighting about, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I don't think that I can keep fighting about atheism with people in the same way. Or I can't keep I can't argue with other atheists about atheism. You know sure. I mean? At least. That's something that I cannot do anymore. Are you atheisming are you atheisming right? You yeah, know? that is truly a waste of time. Truly a waste of time. So no, that's all I have to say about it, I guess. Sure. Sounds good to me. But uh well, maybe we should think about this and come back with a topic where we do try to come up with some kind of way of handling it in the future. Perhaps. But I'm not going to commit to it right now because <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> and I make commitments when I'm hungry that I don't that I regret keeping after I'm full. <laughs> so, uh, do you have anything else you want to add since we're over time? Uh, I think I'm good. All right, cool. Philosophers. Philosophers. If you like the music in this episode, please check out Jippy on Bandcamp at jippy.bandcamp.com. Philosophers is supported by viewers like you. If there's a topic you'd like us to discuss, or a topic you'd like to see revisited in the future, please let us know by contacting us using the methods in the description, or in the comments below. Thank you for listening.